With lucky landslots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Hey guys, it is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic when I can. I like to work, but I like fun too. It's a thing. And now the truth is out there. I can tell you about my favorite place to have fun. Chumba Casino. They have hundreds of social casino style games to choose from with new games released each week. You can play for free anytime, anywhere And each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. It's time for today's Lucky Land Horoscope with Victoria Cash. Life's gotten mundane. So shake up the daily routine and be adventurous with a trip to Lucky Land. You know what they say. Your chance to win starts with a spin. So go to LuckyLandSlots.com to play over 100 social casino-style games for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Get lucky today at LuckyLandSlots.com. Available to players in the U.S., excluding Washington and Michigan. No purchase necessary. VGW Group. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. This podcast is part of the Sports Social Podcast Network. Hello everybody, welcome back to Total Liverpool Podcast. My name is Cyril, today I'm joined by Deej uh, and what we're going to be doing today is reviewing our League Cup midweek fixture against Norwich. Um, Deej, you were, you were actually pretty bang on with your um, your lineup. The only thing I think you got right uh, wrong sorry, was that um, Gomez, I think you predicted you might, you might see him at right back, although we've seen young Connor Bradley and his pace uh, and his place mm-hmm. sorry and we also seen Caden Gordon come in which is another thing you predicted uh, how did you think the the match went as a whole uh, I, I think it went really well I mean the score line uh, shows that off and and yeah I think my lineup prediction was pretty solid uh, the one that I tweeted out was slightly different to the one that I predicted in the podcast because I did predict that either Gomez or Matip would start alongside Canate mm-hmm. and before I knew that Nico Williams was was injured which is why I risked Joe out on the right there uh but that, yeah, the other uh, the other bit that I got a little bit wrong was uh, Kate Gordon started. I thought he was going to come off the bench, and uh, Minamino played in the front three, where Jones played in the midfield. Uh, so we were one midfielder off as well. Obviously, no Milner from my predicted lineup there. But for the for the squad that we put out, uh, three debutants uh, altogether, two in the starting lineup there with uh, uh, Connor Bradley and Cade Gordon. Uh, and uh, what was his name? Morton came off the bench uh, yeah. at half time for for Naby Keita. All three of those guys played incredibly. Um, yes, Bradley did give away a penalty, but he's a young lad. Like young yeah, lads, he's a young lad, especially in defence. But I think for the for the squad that we put out, considering the strength of the squad Norwich used, that they did have quite a young squad themselves as well. But it's not like they were bringing in relatively unknown youngsters like Adam Ida. He's he's uh, Ireland's first choice striker mm-hmm. essentially. Uh, Twenty one years old, absolute beast of a striker. Uh, Joe Gomez did a fantastic job keeping him quiet. Uh, but yeah, I think overall, as as a game in isolation, uh, probably a better result than I expected. I thought it was going to be two nil. Uh, so getting that extra goal there is uh, was definitely a bonus. Yeah, I mean, it was. I, I did predict that the Norwich wouldn't go 
for a completely weakened and rotated squad here. And you quite, you, you'd actually yeah, seen like sort of Adam Ida as a, a high rated prospect and um, Billy Gilmar as well is, I think, I believe is a first choice midfielder. Well, he should be. He was the best player in the park and he's, a, he's a, an international player and, and obviously the big loan move of the season. They also had uh, club captain Grant Hanley in the mm-hmm. back line. Um Front to back, I thought we were. I thought we were pretty good for this match. It was great to see the youngsters. I, I don't think anybody would have really predicted Curtis Joyce to play in the sort of DM six sort of role or the deeper yeah, midfielder me. of the three. Um, but he did. Uh, he, he looked all right. I don't think he's. I don't know if he's got the the, the height or the the sort of build to play in that role. But he seemed to do a, a really good job of it. Um, he was only in that role for the first half, mind though, because when Morton came, yeah, on, yeah, of half, course, he's yeah, in there and, and allowed Curtis to get further forward again. Yeah, but yeah, yeah, after after extolling his attacking virtues for the past couple of podcasts, I was surprised <laughs> to see him in that in that number six role there as well. Yeah, you got to fit him in somewhere. I think uh, I think it was more about getting um, Kate Gordon, young Kate Gordon, on the on the pitch because we, we both know many we know can play on either side and yeah. through the middle. So I think it was just a case of fitting them uh, them all on the pitch at the same time. Uh, I thought Taki had a tremendous game. I thought was, his movement was really really positive. He was obviously trying to put on a show and try to stake a claim. Um, for for a few for a bit of game time, I'd imagine. Um, uh, Devo Kariga, I thought was really positive. Um, I feel like I'm the only Devo Kariga fan in this total Liverpool. We had some de- uh, debating in the chat. I thought he was better than the. I thought he had a great game at the um uh, in the Champions League against AC Milan. Uh, I agree. But- yeah, uh, and I think he could still maybe play a part in this squad. You know, I thought he was really positive in this game as well. Um, and 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 we talked a little bit about how we are rotating a lot more uh, in this season and having a like an informer Riga or a, a Riga that's not completely out of form as we seen last season. I think he was really negative last season. Um, I don't know if this is just a case of putting a Riga in a Riga in a short window. It could, it be. could be. It could be. Um, but either way, it's good to see him have a game. I would like him to go for a decent amount of money because he's. I feel like he is that level of striker when he, when he is fit and sharp. I feel like he can offer something to this team, uh, especially yeah. late in a game or uh, and against a lesser opposition, or or, or we have to rotate. Um, maybe bring you know a, a Jot or a Sal or a Manny on later in a match rather than rather than start them. I think he offers us that. Yeah, I think um, it's important we don't delude ourselves into thinking that Divock Origi will ever be a first choice, like first name on the team sheet kind of player for Liverpool. No, like, minus a, a severe like injury crisis. Uh, I yeah. just don't think that's the way. Yeah, that, I love that. I love the guy. He is a cool mm. hero. And I think what you're saying about putting him in the shop window might be what we're kind of doing. Because if, if Div wants to make the best out of his career, uh, he needs to be the first choice striker somewhere. So January, maybe next summer, if he has a good season for us. Uh, I I wouldn't be surprised to see him go for fifteen to twenty mil. I know there was like some twelve million offers or something that came in in the summer, but uh, like Klopp's come out and said, uh, well, we didn't get an offer to the value that we wanted for him, so uh, we, we we just keep hold of him. And it's it's good to see him getting his chance. And and like you say, he had a cracking game last night. Um, goal and assist for him. Uh, you mentioned Minamino as well. He had an absolute stormer. Uh, I'm not jumping on the Minamino train too early because we've seen glimpses of this from Minamino in the past uh, before he went on to Southampton last season and it it seems to be like flashing the pan of some sort of brilliance and then he's anonymous for for months and then there's another flash in the pan of brilliance and uh, again another thing important to note Minamino is still a really young guy he's in his his early 20s he's got his whole career ahead of him still pretty much Uh, but but the potential is definitely there as we could as we saw in the game last night for Minamino to be be a big big player in the future, I think. I reckon so as well. Obviously, you've got you've got to understand that 
Um, although our wingers as positions are, are nailed on is Sadio Mane and Mo Salah, that Minamino still trains with Sadio Mane and Mo Salah every single day, still in a, comp- a, a highly competitive environment and a training ground every day. And, and he's got a lot of room to grow. And you see sort of these moments where he is really di- direct and, and really, really um, great with the ball at his feet. I think he's, the, the, the final goal was, was was an excellent sort of really driving, aggressive run from him. And, and he's moving quite fast as well. He has to have great feet to get it in by the keeper as well. Um, I th- I, yeah, I, I could see him being that sort of like... I mean, these rotational players can play massive roles for us. Like Shakiri, I think, was incredibly important to the, and played a, a big part in the success that Liverpool had at his time in the club. It was clear time for him to move on and, and take on a, a, a sort of... I would say more, a more senior role at a club and, and, and maybe get a lot more game time. But, you know, he, he did score some big goals for us and, and put in... And come on the pitch and, and enable other players to rest. And, and you know... I. There, there is value in these sort of rotational players that, that can come in and, and play a big, huge part in any sort of success we have. And we need we need them to be quality players, you know, we need <laughs> I think one of the things that benefited him last night is that he was one of the most senior members on the pitch. Now, let's say he's in his early 20s, he's in his mid-20s, he's 26 years old. Mm-hmm. So he's, got, uh, he's, he's still got another 10 years or so in him and there's still definitely room for growth there. But I think being one of the more senior players on the pitch last night helped with his decision-making. Because there's times when he plays with uh, maybe like Bobby and and uh, and Mane with with him on the right, or or even if he was playing in the centre with Salah and Mane each side of him. Until sometimes when he receives the ball, he's like second guessing himself. He's not sure what the right thing for him to do is, and he he sort of delays, which ends up running into a mistake, uh, gives the ball away, or plays a poor pass, or or takes a shot that's that's nowhere near. Uh, I think him being one of the more senior players. Cause, I mean, if if we look at the lineup. Uh, the only players there that you would say are uh, proper first-teamers are Cater and Gomez. Yeah, Oxlade-Chamberlain was there as well. Origi was there as well, but they're, they're both very much on the fringe of the squad. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I probably class Jones as in on the fringe as well as one of the young players. Yeah, he's uh, definitely as well. So yeah, along, alongside Cater uh, and Gomez, Minamino was the, the next most experienced player on the pitch. And I think that... Uh, seemed to sort of have an effect on his confidence and his decision making and he was he was just a little bit brighter than I've seen him before for Liverpool last night ignoring pre-season games yeah that, he always seems to have a, a really <laughs> a blinding pre-season yeah <laughs> it, um, yeah I think there was a lot to like about this match I, I think young Kelly here looks at a, a really really a really really like set keeper in the system that Liverpool play I think he, he, he was quick off his line I think mm-hmm. his dis- uh, distribution was quite good. He's tall and in there, and he's powerful. And yeah, I mean, he could he could definitely grow into a, a, a keeper for this side. I mean, he is still very young. I believe he's only like twenty one. I think. I believe. I think you're right there. He might be. He might um, have been twenty two recently. I can double uh, check. But yeah, that's, that's that's a baby for a keeper. That's that's the equivalent to like a seventeen year old winger. <laughs> you know. Um, uh, he and is 22, yeah. 22, yeah. So I still a long, long, long career ahead of him. You know, you're talking another 15 years um, of professional football ahead of him. Uh, so yeah, he's, he's, it's great to have a, a player like that around the squad. I think you could definitely nail down that that um, that second choice keeper. Um, I think he's already got it nailed. I think uh, Adrian signing that extension was very much and uh, the drop the back the, the yeah. back room while keep pushing things forward because I mean third choice keeper is still a huge role to play in the squad because that's the keeper that the first and second choice do a lot of their training with yeah so, and uh, the training games like and Adrian, yeah 
yeah, training games, set pieces and stuff like that. Yeah, so hugely important. And obviously, it probably makes sense for Adrian, who's is approaching that probably twilight of his career as well. Probably makes sense for we get a, a nice big contract and, and stay around that one inside with a good, with a good mood. Um, Canati, I thought was good. He, I think he was better than this match than than he was in his uh, his Premier League game. But I think that yeah. should be said. Obviously, it's a, a a bit. Well, you would say it's an easier game, but it has a. He's not he's not playing with the first eleven, is he? So it's not exactly an easier game there as well. Yeah, you can see he's still finding his feet in a Liverpool yeah. shirt. But another clean sheet is is going to do wonders for his confidence. But the, there's an interesting fact that I read out of that back line uh, last night. So bear in mind, Bradley, Gomez, Simkas. Kelleher and Canate, only one of them has never made a senior appearance for their international team, and that's Canate. Mm. Every other one of them is a full senior international, and Canate was the only one that isn't. Now, that's I, I found that surprising. I mean, Canate's always been highly rated, but I mean, France have some cracking centre backs, don't they? What a big centre back. If you see, like, like Laporte, a French centre back, yeah. had to, had to re- well, essentially, I, I was just about to see. Yeah, I was just about to say retrade, but um, <laughs> what I meant was uh, um, like changes nationality um, on paper. Spanish. The Pyrenees, yeah, yeah. Um, so you could get in the, in the Spanish side. So yeah, inc- incredibly competitive uh, in that France side. So it's it's not altogether that surprising. He's not a full international, but I think you know if he was down a squat, he was down a spot in a, a, in a Liverpool team, then he, he oh, has yeah. to be knocking on that door. Um, uh, what were your thoughts on um, on the Ox? I mean, is there going to come a time where the Ox gets like a big run and he, he becomes the important player he was before he he's big injury? I want that to happen. I I, I really rate him as a guy as a player, uh, but it's just he's just in such a competitive environment. It's just yeah. <laughs> I, I agree. Like I, I've I've always thought that the Ox has sort of been criminally underused at Liverpool mm-hmm. and and. I, I love the way he plays. I love his his positivity, the fact that he's always trying to move forward, his strength for a small guy as well. But I think the uh, breakthrough of Harvey Elliott that we've seen this season kind of makes me think that Ox has missed his chance in that position. Uh, now, maybe he'll get a go in the, in the front three when we've got a more full midfield as a rotation option there. We did see him getting used as a false nine in preseason. That's what I was going to say. Kind of speaks to his, his attitude as well, you know, because he's not a player. But he's a player with a big personality, but he's not in the, not in the sense of he's saying, "Oh no, I'm not playing out of position." Because a, a lot of players are like that, and they don't really like to be playing out of position. But he's kind of like, "Yeah, anything that gets me on the pitch." But you want to play him as a false nine? Yeah, why not? You know. <laughs> I think of his career, like when he broke through at Arsenal, he broke through as a right wing back. Yeah, right wing back. Yeah, yeah and he did. started playing right wing for them. Played centre attack in mid a few times. So. I think as long as he's somewhere on the right or in the middle and we don't put him out on the left, the Ox could probably do a job for us anywhere. Uh, and I can I, see him becoming maybe another Milner for us in the future. Yeah. I think, I, think he's his, uh, I think he's missed his chance for staking uh, I'm I'm the big man here in midfield now. I was going to say, when a James Milner does inevitably retire, as much as we like to say he's going to be, he, he's going to be with us till he's 50, he mm. will eventually have to probably make that move back to Leeds and take up the armband. Um, <laughs> but I think if, if the Ox was to develop a wee bit more, like, maybe he could be that sort of rotational sort of right back, left back, because he has, he does have a lot of qualities in terms of he, he's a good, powerful runner. He, he's, uh, he's got a good cross on him as well. I've always personally thought he does these best work just outside the box uh, really yeah, centrally I, roll, always, yeah. Yeah, I like him in a 10 actually like because uh, I, I, I like him r- around that sort of like I mean 
I don't like him banging the centre of the pitch. I just like him really forward, really central, able to take a shot on or spread it wide or make a deep run, a late run into the box is, is where I see the Ox doing his most effective work. But it's just such a, a crowded part of the pitch uh, for yeah, this, obviously. I mean, <laughs> the role that would, would suit him perfectly is the role that Coutinho used to play for us. Sort yeah, of that's not a number 10. Behind yeah. the front line, yeah. Uh, but, I mean, like I say, I think, again, he's, he's a lot younger than people think he is, Oxlade-Chamberlain. Uh, I just want to double check how old he is. Uh, but I think he's only about 26. Yeah, I think he's 27, I think. No. Uh, oh, he's 28. 28 uh, no, I've like, he's my little brother. <laughs> uh, but yeah, he's. Uh, I think he's now sort of past the point where he's going to get himself a, a regular starting spot now. Uh, we're obviously trying to blood in some young players in, in the midfield, in, in players like Curtis Jones, uh, Morton, um, Harvey Elliott. Harvey Elliott's had his injury, so maybe the Ox will get a bit more of a run over the next uh, few months while while Elliott's out. And then we've got AFCON, so Elliott might get played in the front line there, so Ox might get a little bit more. Maybe another chance to actually stake a claim for a, a regular starting spot. But I, I, I'm relatively confident that when Harvey Elliott comes back, he's going to get that, that spot on the right side of midfield back for himself. Yeah, I am. I am I'm hugely, hugely in support of that <laughs> that opinion. <laughs> yeah, I mean, uh, like, last night though, I, I I don't remember seeing Ox do very much at all. I think he was um, he was there. He didn't play badly. I don't think anyone played badly on the pitch at all. But I don't think there was anything really of note that the Ox did. So he got he got he got an assist. His name, um, but Taki's uh, Taki's second was it? Yeah. I think so. I think so. I think you're technically on paper for the for the assist for that. But other than that, I mean, it wasn't a bad performance. I think if you look at the sort of stats as I'm looking at just now, he does have the the most influence of the the three midfielders on the pitch of the of Kate and Jones. He, he's had the the most time in the ball, the most passes, um, a few tackles as well. Um, so he was he was there and about there, but doing a lot of the quiet work. Not you know, I think when you think of Ox, people think of what people want to see him hitting twenty five. 25 yard shots and uh, you know running deep into the box and making errors and, and winning aerial duels and stuff like that which I think it, it, it was maybe that's why I didn't see much yeah yeah I think that's, he's, that's what I expect from yeah, him yeah I think he took up that sort of very much that like you know central midfielder um, letting Bradley run run beyond him quite a lot quite a lot you know just letting Bradley kind of run and become a, a huge attacking threat I mean uh, Jurgen Klopp um, spoke after the match how impressed he was with Bradley uh, yeah. and 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 you know he wasn't really bothered about the penalty. You expect defenders of that age to make a mistake. It's hence why you see sort of these the top teams tend to tend to like play out the the back line with 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 that right mix of experience and athleticism. So you're sort of like twenty forty sort of thirty two year olds where players are in their prime. You, I mean, and and the top top sides. If if a player is on, you know, if a defender specifically is on, that's that's particularly young. It's normally because they're like. Trent, like one of the top pre- prospects in world football, if you find them in, in these sort of top sides that, are, that you'd expect to be keep, um, competing in the, late, the last stages of Champions Leagues and yeah. competing for titles, etc. But I, I quite like these um, these League Cup, these uh, FA Cup matches. Um, although it's, I'm not massively bothered about winning the competition, I'm not. I'm. I'm not going to be apologetic for it. I know. I know. I think you're one of the people that value the cups as uh, the domestic cups as well. And I, I probably would do. Yeah, I probably would do. But I see these more as as as, as good good solid matches to get a, get a look at the, the the fringe and squad players and get a look at the uh, the top prospects that, mm. that we've got around the club at the minute. And I think we got a good look at that last night. I'm glad we I'm glad we've progressed and I'm glad we get we get to see another another round of this. Yeah, and you're right as well. Bradley had an absolutely cracking game and and 
it's imp- I say this is like the fourth time I've said it's important to note this podcast, but it's important to note that Bradley and Gordon, 16 and 18 years old respectively, other way around, switch that, 18 and 16 years old. Both of them got 90 minutes in their legs. That's at, at this kind of intensity, that's a lot for a young player. And even towards the end of the game, I think it was one of the, the last attacks we made in the game. Uh, Gordon held it up near the corner flag uh, on the right-hand side. Bradley cuts inside on like the, the Trent-style yeah. run that Trent got his goal against Palace with. Uh, and then Gordon feeds him in nice, and, and Bradley just ended up tangling with uh, with whichever defender it was from Norwich, stopping him there. It might have been uh, Ben Gibson. Mm-hmm. Um, I believe it was. He was on that side, uh, Grant Hartley. Um, yeah, I mean, that's, that's one of the things Jurgen Klopp uh, I commented on Bradley is the fact that he was still going. Um, that, that, that latter stage, stage is proper sprints and stuff like that. But um, I, think, I think we're in a good spot here. I mean, I could see... I'm glad that, that Kate did an okay job. I don't think he had a particularly great game, but he was subbed off. Um, Injured himself by kicking the grass is what Yeah, <laughs> it's very navigator. <laughs> it's, very, it's, very, it's a very navigator thing to do. Yeah. Um, I just hope it's, it's not. I just want to see the the the, the care we've seen at the start of this season. Um, yeah, very much so. I hope he's I hope he's not out for long. I've not read yeah. anything about the injury update yet, but uh, yeah, um, I'm hoping he's back soon. I mean, it's. I don't even want to see advocate in these sort of games because you think, oh god, just don't, don't. Not in this game. It's not worth losing them in, in one of these games, you know. <laughs> that's that's kind of how I feel about Matip. But I was I was willing to put Matip in tonight just to give Verge a rest. Yeah, it's just these these players that are just you just kind of you you you, you worry about them getting. Advocate is a player I actively worry about getting injured. Ox is a player like that. Matip is a player like that. And then when I see these and and matches that aren't terribly important to Liverpool as a as a club, you know, like you yeah. kind of hear the feeling. Oh, just please don't don't go out for the season and during this match that means literally nothing to us, you know. <laughs> but oh yeah, I'll I'll make you. I'll make this match mean something to you right now. Right, go for and it. And I'll make this this entire trophy mean something to you at least for this season. Right, go for it. If Manchester City win this trophy again this season, they break two records that Liverpool hold. Number of consecutive times won and most times won. At the moment, we are tied for most times won and for most consecutive times won with Manchester City after they won it last season. If they win it this season, they pull away and take two records off us. So whether that makes it important for us to win to you or whether that just makes it important that Man City don't, uh, a club holding records, I think, is important. It doesn't matter the competition. Yeah, I mean, I, well, you put it up. I wasn't, I wasn't actively aware that, that, that those were even records. Uh, I'm, not, I'm not like, I mean, where did you, where did you, was that in the commentary? Or was it? I, I must have missed uh, no, it. No, it was um, uh, just, 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 watching. Uh, what was, I, was, I think I was watching the kickoff. I think the lads on the kickoff were talking about it. Yeah, I mean, now that you put it that way, I am kind of like, oh, well, I don't really want Man City to hold any of those records, but right enough, but I mean, who? Who, who cares about that? I mean, they've got like four fans, you know. I mean, it's like... I mean, I care. Like, I'm a Liverpool fan. As, as a Liverpool fan, I'm used to holding almost every record. I mean, it's not it's not an active rival though. Like, I, I think they I think they see us as their right. I mean, I see them as a rival in, in football in terms, but at the end of the day, I mean, if we can't really match as, as, a, as a sort of traditional club or anything like that. Oh, definitely not. No, so it's like they, they I think they want to be. They want to be in amongst the sort of like the Manchester Uniteds and the Liverpools, but they, they'll just never have that that amount of class unless it's sort of I don't know what they could do to do it. I mean, 
come back in 30 years. Yeah, come back in 30 years when everybody's forgot about the money or something. And and I'm sure the next generation, I mean, very much felt like that about Chelsea growing up. They just had this unlimited (laughs) amount of money. (laughs) I don't really really care about it. So, I mean, records, I suppose, yeah. I mean, okay, right. I would rather we have it than than they have it, but is it massive and massively important for me as a Liverpool fan? Maybe, maybe not. I mean, I don't think. I think I would be like, oh, that's a bit shit, and then I would forget that that record even existed again. <laughs> Thing is, though, if we and I would probably carry on my life. If we lose the consecutive times one record, it's going to take a long time and a lot of hard work to get that one back if we want it. Because I think the last it City won't happen under Jurgen Klopp's, Klopp's tenure. Because I just don't think I think we'd be in the semi final. We'd be putting out a, a lineup like this. I really yeah, do. I, I don't think it'll happen under Klopp's tenure either. But I mean, I think, I think this is the last time City were knocked out of this competition, I think it was 2014. Which means if they win it this season, they're on their seventh or eighth in a row. Uh, it might have been 2016, which makes it their uh, fifth or sixth in a row. But yeah, it's a long stint uh, that you have to go on winning this competition to get that record back, mm-hmm. especially if City win it again this season and then maybe next season and the season after and become... Uh, I'll tell you what, mate, they, they can have that. They can have that. We have the league. <laughs> and we'll shake hands. <laughs> uh, I know. If City are playing their B team in the cup, There you go. Enjoy, enjoy your league cup run. Um, we're going to win the league again. <laughs> I'm still, I'm still not too sure on that. I'm still, I'm still <laughs> calling Chelsea as as prem title winners. No, no, I mean it's, it's definitely a difficult one. But I, I think obviously first, five games in or something, aren't we? Um, so it's a bit too early to call that. And they have had the 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 hardest of the runs of the of the opening fixtures, and, and they are right up matched on points with us. So I mean, you could only City at the weekend though. Hmm? So, Chelsea so... play City at the weekend, and I think they'll beat them. I, I, I actually, beat City. Yes, uh, that would be my thoughts. Uh, I rate Thomas Tuchel as a better coach than Pep Guardiola. And I, I believe that the Chelsea squad is more complete than the um, Manchester City squad. I would say overall, I, th- I would say that the Manchester City probably have a couple of better individual players, but as a whole squad, front to back, complete. I mean, they don't they don't have a centre forward like Lukaku. Um, and you can say the thought, same thing about Chelsea versus Liverpool, though we drew one all. Like I, I can see this weekend Chelsea and City being a draw. I, no, well, I can see it maybe being a draw, but I would say Chelsea is that, that match. I would mm. say Chelsea. I, I believe front to back. I think Chelsea probably have the better defence of the two teams. I say Manchester City obviously win it in midfield. Um, Pep Guardiola obviously loves his depth in midfield. He would play. He would play with. 11 midfielders on a pitch, one of them wearing gloves, if he oh, could. Technically, um, I midfielder. That's where he's there. <laughs> yes. I actually remember they played midfield in a, in a charity match um, in Brazil. So, technically, maybe, maybe they, they are playing with uh, 11 well, midfielders. To, uh, but... He said to, uh, I can't remember which newspaper it was now or which, which interviewer, but he was asked uh, where he'd rather play. And he, he actually said, I'd rather play in midfield. Put me where Kevin De Bruyne plays. Mm-hmm. <laughs> well, I think if that was the case, he would be playing in midfield rather than go. <laughs> Yeah, <laughs> the only difference I'd be probably, probably playing for um probably another like third tier of Brazil or something. <laughs> probably, yeah, um, yeah. I think I I just I I I think um, Chelsea are the better outfit. I think that's why they were the Champions League winners um, uh, over over Manchester City, and I, I think they also beat them in the league that season as well, or drew with them. Um, yeah, and now that this this Chelsea squad's improved, um, I think I think they edge it. Um, and uh, if they take the ball away from City, then City don't really have that plan B. 
Yeah. Uh, I mean, obviously, we are, but this is, we're talking about this, but I, it's Liverpool related because these, I believe, are the nearest title contenders. And then uh, Manchester uh, United sitting below them. Uh, so I think Chelsea get the points. I think that's bad for us. If they do, if I could pick, I would say City win. I would say any any points that Chelsea can drop against anybody that's not us um, is, is a good thing for Liverpool. Uh, because I believe that the team that finish above Chelsea will win the league. Agreed. Um, so I would I would be hoping for a Man City win on that game because I think that bodes better for us. Yeah, I'd rather than both a, a whole season. Points, I think because you think back to last season, City had a, a bad start and they were sort of languishing in like. Oh 15, yeah, like after Christmas, City won't won't lose. Yeah. <laughs> after Christmas, as they always do. So yeah. it's, it's important we get that 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 decent start. But yeah, I mean. We will we'll, we'll sort of look forward to the weekend and one game at a time, as, as you even call it, likes to, likes to sort of have his outlook on things. Mm-hmm. That's how so we won the, the first time. It, yeah, to bring it back to last night, though, shall we do some player ratings? On you go, mate. Yeah, I'll, 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 we'll, you, I'll tell you what, you do you def, you do defence, I'll do the midfield and you can do the forwards. Well, I mean, my, my ratings are, are pretty <laughs> simple anyway because it's it's mostly the same across the whole team. So, <laughs> uh, I'll... I'll 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 do mine as like a sevens across the board, except mm-hmm. Gomez gets an eight, Simcast gets a seven and a half, Minamino gets a nine, and Origi gets an eight and a half. Uh, maybe push Gordon up to a seven and a half as well. I would be inclined to agree. I would put Keller here at probably like an eight, eight point five because he because he saved penalty the penalty. Saved, yeah. Um, Origi probably sets at an eight, and Minamino probably a nine for me. I thought he was absolutely superb, and I'll give. Uh, I'll give Samakis, yeah, because Samakis can have a, a seven and a half for me. He had a good game. I would say seven. But I don't think there was a badness. I don't think there was a bad performance across the board in a, in a Liverpool shot that night. Um, obviously, I don't think the subs were that impactful. I think they did what they did. What they were slow to do, slow, slow the game down. Um, yeah. I think Morton had a pretty decent impact. He was uh, he was on at half time, so he, he played a whole half of the game. I think uh, I think give, I'd give him a solid seven as well. Uh, Henderson only got three minutes. Um, who else was there that came on? Uh, who am I missing? Uh, Andy Robertson came on yeah, for some. Robbo came on for, for Simicus at 66. Uh, again, Robbo's Robbo, isn't he? Best left back in the world. So what, what can you say? Solid seven mm-hmm. for him as well for his, his just over half an hour in the game. Yeah, yeah. Um, yeah, a good, a good mid, uh, midweek sort of, and I'm glad we stay in the competition. I'm glad we progress and we can have another look at these 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 um, youngsters and fringe players. Um, but mm. I think that's going to do it for this week, I believe. Um, on the Friday, you will see uh, Deej, Adam, and Jake back with a preview show. I'd imagine. Um, look forward to that. Uh, but other than that, I think I think we're done here, Deej. Yeah, yeah. We'll be predicting hopefully a, a full strength lineup for the Brentford game this weekend as well. I would hope so because they're, they're a tricky old outfit to do. Um, they really are. You... I think we're going to need Salah and Mane. Yeah, yeah. They're not... And probably I think they're a pushover side, and I think it's a big. It's probably the big test for whoever centre-back pairing is on that game. Yeah, Ivan Tony has uh, started the season particularly well. All right. Uh, but thank you very much for the listeners. Uh, until next time. Find more great shows or join the team at sport-social.co.uk Sports Social Podcast Network. 
Hey guys, it is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic when I can. I like to work, but I like fun too. It's a thing. And now the truth is out there. I can tell you about my favorite place to have fun. Chumba Casino. They have hundreds of social casino style games to choose from with new games released each week. You can play for free anytime, anywhere And each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW group. Void were prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus.